0: Wow, after an absence, Weekend at Effie's is back, and this week, boy, do we have some stories for you. As Effie comes home from his European work trip to Liverpool, through Copenhagen, to Dusseldorf, Germany, which is a real place, we're going to talk about foods, we're going to talk about twinks, we're going to talk about football, which is what they call soccer there, we're going to talk about bussy matches, we're going to talk about maggots, we're going to talk about all the German traditions like curry verse. And we're going to talk about being fucking confused in a foreign country. And we're also going to talk about, overpaying people who were on TV one time because you're a mark and we're even going to talk about having to overcome all of these fences that are put in front of me to stop me from being Effie by the United States government because they don't understand that I'm a real professional wrestler with a real job and I have to now send them bussy match graphics to get everything through their mind so tune in buckle up weekend at effies.com. follow low sky dance on Twitter if you want to follow Ptar and follow Effie lives on Twitter if you want to follow me and if you're on the Patreon we have two minisodes coming this week so get ready buckle up and uh make sure make sure you kiss your loved ones on the lips
1: and we are here
0: pitar yes i have returned you're home from my european work trip uh we miss an episode and in that time you did get to speak with one of my Best close personal friends.
1: We have a very long Cole Radrick hosted episode. coming.
0: Wow. Soon. I like how you put it as a Cole Radrick hosted episode and not a Cole Radrick interview. And as I said before, when we were in Chicago, when I went to bed and you stayed up and just chatted with Cole Radrick and Scarlett, ref Scarlett Donovan, lovely, was with us in uh, Europe. Uh, that was actually one of my favorite things because... As you said, I do have a tendency to hold court. I can be a little socially overwhelming if you're unfamiliar. And for me to escape the situation and leave you two to just bond was very good. And now I left again and left you to bond even more. So now your friends are my friends and my friends are your friends. No. We all will live together uh, and happily will be, right? Yes. I just want to say regarding this week, I've got a lot on my mind. I do feel like we made some sort of planetary transition into something because I feel in a new place. I don't know if it's a good place. Okay, I'm just going to say that. But uh, in the famous words of a European legend, Charles de Gaulle, uh, the government, it be fucking with me. (laughs) The government, it be fucking with me. I have so much to do to get ready for Japan. I have so much overwhelming... Paperwork to deal with to be allowed to leave the country. Paperwork. And not just consulate paperwork, but now with my new lovely probation officer who is not informed at all of the situation that was determined by my lawyer, the judge, and the court of Clay County. I am having to re-explain everything to them, and they are putting every fence and barricade in front of me at this point. You know, to go to Australia and the UK and Germany without any interaction, and then to be at the Mall of America when it all came crashing down, much like that old guy Hunk Hogan's theme song. When it comes crashing down and you've got to tell them your booking schedule. And for her to sort of be like, well, not only am I going to need to see, like... (laughs) I'm sending her my Wikipedia. <laughs> Let me just put it that way. You you cannot, the rule of Wikipedia is you cannot change your Wikipedia, which is fine. But it does have the explainer on there that I'm going to send to her that Effie is Taylor Gibson. So that now when I send you match graphics that say both Effie and Bussy, they are proof of my work, uh, my workplace. And to all promoters out there, This is fairly new. And now, you know what? I used to joke, like, I wish I didn't have to stop smoking weed uh, and have the government get involved in that. Like, if I could have just done it on my own and it would have been safer. But the government is involved. But here's something else the government is now involved with. You have to pay me the day of the show because I have to show proof of compensation for my work. Yes, I'm an independent contractor. But if you want to see Effie at your show ever again... You have to pay me the day that services are rendered. Some people at home are going like, what are you talking about? Like, don't you get paid right then for your work? No, not always. Sometimes as an independent contractor, there is a lull period between when you get paid. But now, I must legally be paid the day of my work to show that on this day where I left the country or the state, there was a financial reason to do that. And...
1: If you need a you know, little background context information on what it's like to be an independent contractor, I would recommend Space Truckers. Because <laughs> Dennis Hopper had to get rid of those square pigs, and he wasn't getting paid. Hogs,
0: and- baby. We just recorded our wonderful Movie John-sponsored Patreon episode of our review of Dennis Hopper in Space Truckers. Uh, you ten can- out of ten. Spoiler alert. 11 out of 10, truly, because I think the first line you said when the movie started was, is that Dennis Hopper? Uh, we had not even done any research on this film. Steven Dorff, Debbie Mazar, Dennis Hopper, and of course the legendary Charles Dance. How do you access these beautiful reviews? How do you access the minisodes? How do you access the two European tour vlogs? How do you get early access to everything? How do you get access to Peter and Effie's letterboxed. well, you do it by signing up for our Patreon. Weekend WeekendatEffies.com. WeekendatEffies.com. It's that simple. Sign up. Changes are coming. More content is coming. We are working very hard. I had the... My friend does merchandise for Death Clock, the band from Metalocalypse. Uh, Brendan Small from Home Movies and uh, other cartoons Rolls. is in this band. And he roasted me and said, listen, pal... You guys are fucking up not having things fully on video, so that's another thing we're working on. And if you want to help us get there quicker, all you have to do is support the Patreon. It helps us tremendously. Oh, and uh, dare I say it, you also get a discount on Effie merch. Pretty incredible. Pretty incredible. I just dropped new shirts, and we just dropped the new Weekend at Effie shirt, which I don't know if you ever saw bands like all time low or fallout boy or the academy is there used to be a very specific style of shirt that would list all the band members names with ampersands and we listed all of our band members names so it says effie and peter and lucy and bebop and cranberry weekend at effies i think it's beautiful i love it fall season drop with some new color scapes and of course effie shirts including the effie variant shirt i saw the meme this week on twitter about if you could pick four active wrestlers to start your company, who would they be? And I just zoomed in and picked the four pictures of me. I deleted it because I said, this seems a little too spicy. People are not going to understand that I'm being silly. This is something we have to discuss right off the bat. Before we get into England and Copenhagen and uh, Dusseldorf and Oberhausen, we have to get into, I know, the Witch's Brew is delicious. Caramel apple tang. We're drinking a Lani New. Witches brew for the fall season.
1: I turn into a corporate whore every Halloween.
0: Yeah, I love it. Like, ever since it's hit fall season here, there's just been Halloween treats throughout the house. And some would say, oh, did you decorate your house for Halloween with all of these um, horror pictures and floating heads? No, this is how it always is. The devil, floating heads, uh, demonic presences. That's year round. Yeah. Let's lean in even more.
1: Johnny, who watched the dog, my buddy Johnny, who watched the dogs while we were in Chicago. Yes. um, He was taking selfies and sending them to people with uh, the floating heads in the background, which you will be able to see once we are on full video.
0: Yeah. And I think we're going to do, we discussed it a little bit last night when AJ and myself finished our cheeseburger meal and came to visit you at your new workplace, which is very close to the house. I love this um we're trying something a little different with the way we're doing the full episode video but i think it's going to be very good in expanding our audience and letting people see what we're about and letting you see that we're just on the couch in our living room with these puppies the puppies are hanging out is so good i do have to address some controversy because we have not had time to talk uh since there was much controversy What is that? That's the most... Give that back. Hey, give that back to her.
1: Sorry, the baby is baby. The today. baby's
0: babying. And I'm going to keep... Bebop sees the baby babying and wants to poke the baby. And we cannot have that. Bebop, you're going to stay right here. I'm going to address the controversy while Lucy uh, addresses her toy. Recently, there were some clips online uh, that I didn't think were that... Out there. I didn't think they especially were. Especially for things that I've said before. And I just want to say, I forget we're recording a podcast. Okay. Completely. I'm sitting here. I'm trying to remember we're recording a podcast today. I'm trying to keep that in mind. But sometimes I'm just sitting here with my lovely friend Pitar and I'm just talking about what's going on in my life. I'm holding court, as as you say. And I like more and more you're cutting me off to get your points in because I can be a little overwhelming. But I didn't really even remember saying much of this stuff. And I said this stuff before we even went to Chicago where CM Punk was fired. So it's one of those things where I've got to keep a little memory in my mind of, yes, we're recording and people are going to see this who like me or don't like me. But also on top of that... I'm not fucking sorry. And I'm going to keep saying things that are on my brain. Uh, Not smoking weed has been such a blessing in a sense that I don't fucking hold my tongue anymore. And so another thing that's really been pissing me off that I feel like we should discuss is a tweet that I've refused to put out because I feel like it's going to send the wrong message. And sometimes things are not read in my voice. And here's me reading this tweet in my voice that I'm not going to tweet out controversial wrestling take number 1 million. Y'all don't get tired of overpaying these XTV guys to not draw any fans on your shows? Triple question mark. One thing I'm seeing, and especially, I'm very sorry for everyone that was released from WWE recently. There were about 10 releases, maybe more, last week. And one of them who was released, who has never done anything interesting and has been there for probably six years, tweeted you promoters better be ready to back the brinks truck up now this is not going to be a damning uh scathing review of him personally but i want to just say could some of you promoters begin to keep a little chart of your draw when you book these motherfuckers and your draw when you don't book these motherfuckers and could you politely pay attention to the audience and this is me being a little bit braggadocious Of who is there to see Effie, because I'm tired of looking around a room, seeing guys who were jabronis on TV and think that that means something spectacular who are now being paid whatever dumbass amount they're asking by a bunch of mark-ass promoters who are not worried about whether or not this makes them any money back because I'm looking around the room and it's clearly not making you any money back. At what point are we going to have the conversation that being on television and having a contract with a major company does not equate to drawing in independent bookings? And if you are comfortable with just looking me in the eyes and saying, I'm a fucking Mark. I don't care whether or not they draw anything. I just want to say I had them on my show. That's another conversation. But if you are literally going to look at me and book me on the same show and try to talk my rate down, which is very reasonable, while paying these guys ridiculous amounts of money to put the little logo of the place that fired them on the poster... And then act like they're doing anything beneficial for the future of your show when they refuse to lose and refuse to put people over and have the laziest matches I've ever seen. Uh, it is going to start being a, more, uh, a sharper thorn in your side from me because I'm going to start refusing bookings with some of these people on them so you can really see what they're drawing because they are not drawing shit. And I'm tired of pretending like their reputation is is worth booking at that price. If they want to come in and work for regular rate, go ahead and do it. But if you're going to tell me that it was worth your money to pay these idiots just because they've been on TV an extraordinary amount of money to come in and have your audiences not give a shit, you're wrong. Welcome to Weekend at Effie's. Do you like how I took that transition from I should watch what I say to, here, let me just say something extremely controversial right now. I'm tired of it. I hope TikTok lets you put the whole motherfucking thing in there because if we're going to get people fired up, let's get them fired up. I'm tired of looking around the room and seeing a hundred people in my t-shirts out of 500 people in a room and nobody coming to these idiots meet and greets and nobody caring when their matches are on and then having to accept less money than them because I'm just independent and I'm not a TV star. Sorry, baby. You don't know how this works. I'm grassroots, motherfucker. People spread word of mouth about what a what a miraculous thing it is to see Effie live and in person. I heard it all week. I heard it all week in the UK, in Germany. I've heard about you. I've seen you before online. But I've never been in the room with you. And it's electric. When I have multiple referees and wrestlers from other countries pulling me aside just to look at me and say, You're a fucking star. And I've got to look around at other idiots who used to work on TV or do something for Vince McMahon get paid more than me. It's just, uh, it's becoming one of those things where I'm going to be a little nasty about it, and I'm not out to make any new friends. And everyone who comes up to me that was in that position, that was on TV and had a contract, and wants to say they're such big fans of Effie now, we all know what that means. It means, I think I can make a little money and get a little clout off of you, so let me be clear, I'm a fan of none of you. I'm a fan of nothing you do, and I'm not a fan of being a part of any storyline with you. I would rather build up new stars, because anyone I get in the ring with is going to get over, is going to be highlighted correctly, and is going to have a match where people see what they are actually about, instead of just some parasitic scumbag coming in and trying to suck my juice. These titties are dry. I'm saving the milk for me. I'm filling up my cup full of my juice and I'm drinking it myself. So get in line, motherfucker. I'm not here to help anymore. No more titty milk, no more titty milk for you. I do. I sometimes, because I have to
1: explain to normal people who you are and like what it is that you do. And the metaphor that I use, I don't think I've ever told you this. Okay. Um, think about like, okay, currency, the rapper, right? His whole thing was, I've never been signed to a major label. Yet I have all the cars that the big signed rappers
0: have. And all the attendance of his concerts mm-hmm. and all the sales of his own albums.
1: So like you're you are basically currency of the wrestling world.
0: I love like the first three currency albums, and then I haven't kept up. And I, I haven't hope there's epic listened... fans like that. <laughs> uh Stone Immaculate is still one of my favorite yeah. fucking records. Yeah, it's incredible. Uh, well, shout out. I'm, I'm happy being an underground legend, but at a certain point it's less underground than you think, because I am stopped in the gym and in airports and at the movies and at the mall with, Oh my God, are you Effie? Which I had multiple people this uh, week in the UK. They said, I didn't recognize you for 30 minutes. Cause they said, you have put on some size. And they mean it in a complimentary way, but I did have to explain to them that I am on the run from the law. So I have to change my appearance up every few weeks. And I don't want a joke. That's it's a joke. a joke. I'm not on the run from the law <laughs> when that, when my probation officer showed up and I had to like, I was like, have they, have they explained anything to you? And she was like, no, I realized I said too much. Like I could have lied and just been like, yep, I'll call in every month. But then one day she's going to show up and be like, where is he? And you're going to be like, I don't know, maybe Canada. And then I'm going to be in real trouble. And I, I'm refusing that. I'm playing by the rules here. We're going to get through this. It's great. I'm meeting with her tomorrow with letters and match graphics and PayPal transactions from all upcoming uh, bookings. I'm going to overwhelm her with bureaucracy. I hope she hears this. I hope she does some research. You're going to get every fucking detail possible about where Effie is and trust Effie is not staying anywhere longer than he has to. You know me, Peter. I'm not staying anywhere longer than I have to. This week, being in the UK, going to Germany, I was in Liverpool for one, two, three, four, five, six, seven days. Six days. Six full days in Liverpool. That's longer than I've been in Atlanta in two months. Mm -hmm. Consecutively. Mm -hmm. Longer than I've been in Atlanta. So to be able to sit down and be in a place... For that long was, on the one hand, absolutely rewarding. On the other hand, uh, I think the combination of me being a Gemini and being ADHD, I can't stay in one place very long. Yeah. I'm a mover. Yeah. (laughs) I got to keep moving. Um, I do want to say this. I've never missed these puppies more in my life. I got to see Cranberry last night. She came over and hung out with the dogs. Bebop cuddled me all night when I got home. Getting to see AJ again was wonderful, but coming home and seeing you, my friend, was so lovely. It's been really nice having you here. we I haven't feel like I haven't seen you in a while. You haven't seen me in a while, and even when you've seen me, it's been very in and out. I mean, we went we spent time together in Chicago, which was fantastic, but it was go to Australia for five days, come home for a day and a half, then meet me in Chicago, then come back, then immediately leave, and go to the UK. Wait, no. I guess I did a show in between did i yeah i did a show in between i did the mall of america and brooklyn in between right. this is it all blends together uh dark chic god i love i love dark chic so much she said you know this month has been very stressful for me too we've done a lot of the same things she said but when i think about it i've been invited to wrestle in england and i'm over i was invited to wrestle in the mall of america and it was awesome i was invited to wrestle on a big gay brunch in chicago and it ruled When I look back at this month, it will be stressful and it will be too, too long gone from my cat, she said, but what cool experiences we have. And one thing I realized is a lot of the stress and pressure I was having that was really stressing me out of being Effie is lack of sleep. And I have slept in Liverpool. I got to be honest, one of the nights, uh, I was sharing a room in Liverpool at the hotel and this is two things happened. I'm sharing a room with Jimmy Lloyd, Joey Janella, and Tony Deppin. Okay. Jimmy Lloyd
1: and some of his... Okay. First off, <laughs> I meant to say this earlier. There's a match graphic of you going around right now where I go, who is that human? Because you look so, like Is it with the blonde hair, and the mustache? Yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. I yeah. don't
0: look anything like
1: that. And Jimmy Lloyd, who I have met and spent time with in real life... The match graphics they use for him with the long flowing hair and the little bit of bleach in
0: the front there just looks like a babe. He is a babe. Let me tell you, Jimmy Lloyd fucks. <laughs> That's, I'm going to leave it at that, <laughs> but Jimmy Lloyd fucks, and he has such a confidence and such a, uh, I don't know, he has a swag that like, you just have to get like near him and then you understand.
1: It's he, and I'm not, this is going to sound mean and it's not me, <laughs> but it's, the only thing that matters in life is confidence. Yes. And he is the prime example of
0: that. He never second guesses himself. And he just says, like, if I want it, I'm gonna go for it. And it works. And here's let me be negative for a second. Joey Janella, Jimmy Lloyd, Tony Deppin in a room with me, all of us sharing a room. Never in my life did I think I would start telling people I was straight again. <laughs> okay. I just wanna to say to women, to straight women, I'm so sorry boys are disgusting. I love them. But after a few days and the three shows that we did in the UK, I got my own hotel room. And Joey was like, what are you doing in your own hotel room? You sneaking around? And I was like, brother, I'm closing the door and I'm going to bed with silence, with no farting, and with nobody else's laundry all around me. I mean, I had to do it. I had to get away. I was like, you know what? 40 pounds, I'll eat it. Let me go next door. Now, another trick, and this is something that I hadn't really thought about too much. When I go on these long overseas trips to Japan, to Australia, to the UK, I typically am not going to the gym. And thank God for Blake Christian. He's kind of a dick. He's our world champion. Mm-hmm. But he encouraged me, him and Jordan Oliver both encouraged me to get day passes with him to go to the gym in England. And I want to say it completely turned my mental health around. Having access to a gym where I could go just lift crazy, and look at all the soccer boys, and uh, do cardio and sweat, and you know look at all the rugby boys, was so necessary to putting me back on the the right path of of mental health. Uh, exercise is very important to me. Getting sweaty, pushing myself, it makes my mental health so much better. So. I got the three-day pass. I went to the gym in Liverpool, and it was fantastic. We're going to rewind now, though.
1: <laughs> we're going to do it
0: and in order. We just get kind of an overview of what I'm feeling, how I'm at, where I am, uh, what I'm mad about. <laughs> but I want to start because we were back at TNT in Liverpool. We landed in London, myself, uh, Masha Slamovich, Jonathan Ash, the – Uh, Editor, producer, coordinator of the GCW uh, wrestling, like streams and broadcasts with GoPro Wrestling, travels with us internationally a lot. He's usually the only member of the team that travels internationally. And we landed at Heathrow and they said, we're going to send somebody to pick y'all up and drive you to Liverpool. I said, great. Boy, did they not, they sent someone that I, I blamed the person who sent the car. I said, damn you for this. And I'm going to, I'm just going to be who I am on this episode because I want to be clear. These European men are hot. They're very hot, okay? And they sent this boy to pick us up, and he's like 22 and 6'2 and blonde and muscular. And he's like, you're coming with me. And I was like, no, I am coming with you. Okay, where do I go? And it was so distracting already, and I didn't – and I had to like – I kept the alley cat voice in the back of my head that was like – Stop talking to the boys. But I we they want to talk about wrestling and they want to talk about stuff. So we just talked for three hours. And I was like, you know what? What a lovely thing to have is communication without any expectation with hot guys. You just get to talk to them. You just get to be around them. And you just go, all right, great. This is it's like if you were um in Led Zeppelin but not involved in a legal activity or forcing people to stay with you. Yeah. Just you're just being friends with people. And it's legal. That's probably not the best descriptor I've ever used, is it? It's friendship is good. I think is what your uh,
1: communication. I don't. I don't know. It's fun to talk to hot people. Let's just. There leave we it go. At that. Okay, that's what
0: it is. It's fun to talk to hot people. They sent a hot one to pick us up. It was awesome. The first show we had was uh, now all the matches were either bussy or thrussy over the course of this week, and we had five different matches. I think Allie had more matches because she just kept taking weird bookings, and I did not stay. She's still in Europe as we speak right now. She's still in Europe on purpose, purpose, taking more bookings. She did a progress booking. She did an eve booking. She did a title booking that she's doing this weekend. She's doing the Finland booking that I pulled off of, and I saw the girl who runs that because she was in Germany, and she was like, oh, we're going to miss you in Finland, and I was like, I can't stay here another week. I need to leave. (laughs) It was very dramatic. The first night, though, Harley Hudson and Lizzie Evo tagged up as the ultimate scousers or something. And me and Allie were on one. And we were, I just want to apologize to those two girls. We beat their ass. We beat their ass. I showed one of the clips to Joey after, and he was like, Brother, brother, you need to be nice to these girls. And I was like, That was nice. And he was like, That didn't look very nice. We, of course, dominated. Uh, won the match. Shout out Harley Hudson. She actually won the Effie's Big Gay Brunch UK uh, Rainbow Rumble. She was the winner. It was a very important moment. And so I had to knock her down a peg and beat her ass a little bit. That's what you have to do sometimes. Yeah. You bring them up, you give them a chance, and then you go, but I'm the queen, bitch. Mm-hmm. And you take them back down. Now, the second day was my favorite, well, second favorite match of the weekend. Um, Thrussy was teaming up. Against the evil Tate Mayfair's and his uh, goons. Now, I want to say since the How To With John Wilson episode that we watched, the term goonin has been happening more and more. And I saw someone today that was like, what does this term mean? Is it have to do with kidnapping? (laughs) And it does not. But they are his uh, henchmen, if you will. Also, the term in England for somebody, if they get really buff, is that they're hench. So people kept saying, I'm hench effie you look quite hench what is the origin of this i think it's like you look like a henchman but no Uh, one would they were like no it's like hench and i was like because i look like a henchman and they were like no because you're hench i don't know i don't really know what it means or where it comes from thrussy dark chic uh effie and Allie. not only did we show our new pose which sugar dunkerton was like what is this pose and i was like it's satanic it's Dark cheek on her, doing a headstand with her legs split, with Allie underneath splitting her legs, and then me doing a suck it in the middle of the whole thing. It is awesome. Thrusty pose for life. Uh, We beat the hell out of them. Uh, Mulligan and James Ellis teaming up with Tate Mayfair's in a three on three match. And Jordan Oliver said, Wow, that match structure, that match. Incredible stuff. Allie got the victory, even though she was distracted by a hot guy. I just want to say, typically, I'm the one distracted by hot guys in these matches. No. It was Allie all weekend that kept getting distracted by hot guys and hot girls. And then she proposed to a girl last Wednesday in her match. I don't know. I think she's she's feeling some type of way. I'm going to let her feel it. I was less distracted than ever against these boys because they were like, I don't know, they were kind of like Tory pricks. Oh. One of the boys james ellis they kept chanting you're a sheep shagger and i asked him after the match i said what why do they think you have sex with sheep and he said because i'm from wales and i was like that's
1: <laughs> wow that's the
0: explanation um i just want to pause in the middle here and say the food in england is not my favorite okay i but what about the mush i love mushy peas i love meat pies Uh, And I love cheeseburgers. But that's like, I limit myself to what I eat here. Now, I made the mistake of going on the town with Tony Deppin, who is a very picky eater. And so we kept passing all these restaurants. I'd be like, do you want to eat here? And he's like, no. But do you want to eat here? And he's like, no. But I'd be like, well, what do you want? He's like, anything. And I'd be like, but you've turned everything down. Eventually, we agreed to go to a Mexican restaurant. In the back of my head, I wasn't thinking... I don't think they've met a lot of Mexicans here. (laughs) I was just thinking, like, that's an easy comfort food for me. Wrong. That was the worst Mexican food I've ever had. There was not a single person of Latin origin anywhere in this building. They served me a burrito that was so stuffed with peppers and big chunks of, like, American barbecue chicken, and it was covered in some kind of sauce. They served me guacamole, which was both sticky and slimy, with pita chips in it. And then Tony Deppin got... Mexican chicken wings that were both raw and falling off the bone, but, like, overcooked, but, like, clearly not. I don't know. It was stick to the meat pies, stick to the mush, stick to the desserts. They're so good at chocolates and sticky puddings and toffees and cheesecakes and pasties. They call it pasties because, I don't know. I think they just... I think they just like complicating things a little bit. I think so. And sounding like... They're all
1: dirty, too. What what's Like, dirty-minded.
0: Oh, they are. Yeah, they're a little filthy over mm-hmm. there. Uh, and they have weird terms for everything. I don't know. I'm into it. I love England. We love you, England. But also, y'all are fucking weird, okay? You know, it's like, to me, people are like, oh, like you're so white. Like, you're doing white people things. And then you go to England, and you're like... No, this is the ultimate white people. Yeah, these are the whitest people that have ever been white in their whole life. It's it's like once you get
1: past the world conquering thing, well, what you you just double down on the whiteness of all of it. Oh yeah, like the empire is dead, so you have you have to do white people. Shit no,
0: I at will that say, point. there are a lot of wonderful immigrants that come into the country of the United Kingdom. And they have brought many of their cultural foods with them, and it's some of the best curries and Indian food I've ever had in the world. Yes, truly. Like that's another safe bet. Is like, hey, these people aren't from here. The food is actually very good that <laughs> they make. So, as they put it, and this was controversial a few weeks ago. Uh, you have a Chinese, or you have an Indian, but you're not. It's not cannibalism. I was watching Hannibal season three last night, which I just want to say, Whew. what a mess! <laughs> what a mess this season is. Uh, I'm gonna keep watching it. I got four episodes through, and I went, "This is a fucking mess." You've seen the other seasons, though, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I, I watched season one and two and really loved it. Yeah. Uh, but this season is something's up.
1: They there
0: was some
1: discrepancy on the copyright for the actual like
0: story story okay. part of
1: it, like the it's. So that's why everything
0: and, keeps being dream sequences. Yeah, basically close
1: ups of snails. The run, yeah. The runway was supposed to get up to, okay, season four is Red Dragon, and then season five was going to be Silence of the Lambs. Because they've got the Gary Oldman character mm -hmm. in season three. And so they were going, and then they were going to do, I believe, like a sixth season that was going to be like an original, like wrap the whole thing up. Okay. Um, But Fuller just was never able to get up to the point of doing that.
0: I'm really surprised this was on network television as well.
1: Crazy,
0: crazy. And like so gruesome,
1: he said one of my favorite things. And I think anyone that is trying to do anything on their own production wise is they were interviewing him. They're like, why does your show look better than every other show that's on network television? And he was like, well, it doesn't cost anything more to light better. Like, ah. you, you just get better lighting people, right. give them more time to do that and pay them fairly. Yeah, and all of a sudden, your show looks there's better. There's a darkness than to it, else. but
0: it's not a dark show. Yeah. Like, there's beautiful lighting within the darkness. Uh,
1: we also talked about Michael Pitt briefly yesterday. Oh, we did talk and about Michael the Pitt. difficulties of working with him as a human being. Yeah, and you got to kill him off. Yeah, they made him Pigman and they got rid of him very quickly. Very
0: quickly. Yeah, it sounds like Michael Pitt, you got to get easier to work with. Great, my rule, great actor. Don't be a douchebag. Here's my rule. And Effie follows this rule. If you're going to complain about a lot of things, which I do, you have to also be very easy to work with. Yeah. You can't complain about a lot of things and be difficult to work yeah. with. Like there has to be a balance of like when Effie shows up, he's the easiest professional to work with. He'll do whatever you need. He's always there. He's on time. He shows up. He stays till he needs to. But also he's going to complain about people who are getting paid more than him that don't draw any money. You have to be ready for both. But you can't have, I complain about everybody else, and I show up, and I'm just a dick just for all day. and Don't talk to me.
1: And also, like it says something, too. Spoilers for Boardwalk Empire. But the fact that they had to kill him off on that show, on a show that had Sopranos imports in, and most of the people on Sopranos were actual criminals,
0: (laughs) to where it's like... I don't want to deal with this guy anymore, brother. Yeah, it felt like his arc was cut a little short. Just a little Just a little short. Uh, Michael Pitt, get it together. Um, So going forward, Sunday, our last match in uh, the UK. Now, Ali did a women's show earlier in the day, had fun. uh, And then we had our last tag match, which was against a tag team that I'm familiar with called Act Two. Now, Act Two is made up of Benjamin Harlan, who was on Effie's Big Gay Brunch. I think he was in the Rainbow Royal battle, but he also has a straight tag team partner named Jack Knudsen. And Jack Knudsen is, we made sure he is 21, he is legal, he is an adult. Well, with a name like that. But he looks about like a 17-year-old twink. Oh, God. Like, did you see a picture of this kid? Maybe. Okay, I'll show you later. I'm okay. not getting into it now. Um, But the whole... <laughs> The whole idea of the match was like, I don't want to hurt these twinks. (laughs) Like they're precious young twinks. I don't want to hurt them. And Allie's like, we have to kill these twinks. And I'm like, I don't want to do it. But then the twinks start killing me. So I have to kill them back. And it builds to a crescendo of me finally kissing one of the twinks and then hitting the finisher on them. They were, it's, it's lovely when people have trust in us that we're going to do things in a professional manner and that they understand we want to highlight all their skills. I took all of those twinks moves perfectly, but also I was like, here's the story of the match boys. And I also think it's funny now, like, obviously I have a bit of a reputation in wrestling, I'm not saying like a good or bad one. I'm saying like people just know. And they kept telling us this is the biggest match of our career so far. And I kept going like, girl, you got to put less pressure on this. This is bussy versus the twinks in the European show. And the fans in Europe are known for chanting a lot during the shows. And they chanted my favorite chant I've ever heard. Now, all these chants are based on soccer, football chants. Of course. And so this one was... If he loves his Twinks, if he loves his Twinks, loves his Twinks, loves his Twinks, if he loves his Twinks. And I was laughing so hard the whole time because it made sense with our match. They understood our match and those boys were willing to play along. I did some cool moves with the Twinks. I did some uh, powerful moves where I play bass a little bit, you know what I mean? Uh, Not quite bass god, but I play bass a little bit in making them look extremely powerful and i always have so much fun in doing that in being able to use my strength against myself to make myself fall on my head it's kind of fun it's kind of fun to be like all right well i don't think you could pick me up but you could flip me onto my head pretty easily if you want overall tnt shows were fantastic i had so much fun getting along with uh all of the all of the talent over there. It's lovely to come in and put a little shine on them. All those shows were, like I think, live on Fight TV. So if you want to go back and watch them, they are there. They were obviously at weird times because I think most of them were at 2 or 3 in the afternoon East Coast time because they were at night in England. Uh, but after that, we had time to stay in Liverpool until Thursday morning. And a few of the people, Gringo and Scarlett and Macizos and Ares and uh, my new favorite Latigo. Do you know what Latigo means in Spanish? Mm-mm. Whip. And he comes out with a whip, and it's awesome. And when we did the meet and greet VIP photos, it was me, Ares, Latigo, and Rini Amasha with Bussy, and he was putting the whip around people's necks without telling them that as rolls. they came up for the VIP picture. So shout out Los Vipers, Ares and Latigo, so cool. They went to Amsterdam, and I said, I'm not leaving. I said, I'm not choosing travel any further. Now, yeah, is it a two-hour flight over to Amsterdam and it would have been cheap and easy and fun? Of course. But what was more important to my health at that time was sleeping. Not ending up like
1: Paperboy in season three oh, of Atlanta. Oh, gosh.
0: You know what, though? I want. I still want some of that, uh, what is it, Nepali honey. The Nepali honey to, to meet my uh, inner woman and have her roast me and take me to the cancel club. I, you know, I wish that I could rewatch Atlanta. Can I just pretend I'm you for a second? Mm-hmm. You should watch Atlanta. Mm-hmm. Have you seen Atlanta? I think you'd really like it. There's a lot of episodes I think you'd really like. Uh, once again, apologies for being a brat. I've, 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 I used to say like, oh, like I don't like following instruction. And you're like, I'm a brat. Okay.
1: Look, I'm going to, I'm going to make up to you for all of the Atlanta um, bullying that I've been doing. And I'm going to watch both Avatar movies
0: very soon. I Please let me watch them with you. I love Avatar okay. and Avatar Way of the Water. When Vin Diesel as the whale, I'm pretty sure it's him, goes, no. But then he's like, we can be friends. And you're like, oh, my God, the whale can communicate to them. And then when he climbs inside the whale and sticks the tube in him and the light up inside the whale comes to show the spiritual bond, it's like I never cried more in my life. Okay? Okay. And then the whale goes, family. <laughs> okay, I don't know. We don't know if it's Vin Diesel, but he did show up on set for two days, and there was no further discussion about what he did. I think he voiced the whale. They're cool whales. They're like hammerhead whales. That rules. <coughs> so I went to the gym. I slept. I ate food. I smoked British cigarettes. The vapes over there, yeah, they're two percent vapes. Pitar. look. It's as, not good.
1: As someone who is technically a vape professional,
0: they probably should be 2%. Okay, but listen, what if I need that craving? What if I need that
1: itch? See, the, the, the problem is that everything over here is 5%, and you get used to that, and that is an ungodly amount of nicotine. I think
0: they should go to 10%. Let me just hit hit it once and be paralyzed. You know? All yeah. I have left is nicotine, man. That's all I have left. <laughs> I used to have a uh, pot and other fun things, all I have left on probation, nicotine. I joked with Brett. I go, Brett, I think I'm going to start drinking again now that I'm on probation. And he, it was a very genuine moment. We joke a lot, but he goes, you're not serious, are you? Like, he was genuinely concerned that I was like, no, I'm going to the pub with Joey. I'm going to start drinking again. He was like, please don't, please don't do that. Look,
1: all the love in the world towards you, but the world cannot handle drinking Effie. The
0: world couldn't handle drinking Effie. There's that's a very good reason I got off of it. <laughs> yeah, that, listen, I was so good at drinking, they had to stop me. Uh, if you're looking for an Effie that that's so, that's steals I, and has more promiscuous sex than he should and fights tow truck drivers and tries to attack people... Then you should give me alcohol.
1: It's really, that's what I tell people, and I'm like, "Oh, you don't drink?" I'm like, "Yeah, they made me retire. <laughs> they took me off the drinking. Good for us, Petar.
0: We've really we've made some uh, life changes here. I mean, you've
1: got like ten years. I'm yeah, ten years. Um, eight is coming up for me. Actually, I us. just hit eight.
0: Wow, yeah. congratulations! And we both stopped smoking weed.
1: My okay. I don't care. <laughs> I so I have I got COVID again. Yeah, and it has wrecked my system. Yeah, and I have rediscovered the medicinal uses. You're of allowed marijuana. to. You're allowed to. Um, I, I don't enjoy it though. That's the thing. Oh
0: no, it's this
1: weird thing. because
0: it's, it's when you stop smoking and then you go back to it. You go, I liked this.
1: I what think is it's, wrong with I me? I think
0: going through like a tolerance break like that and jumping back in, it's a little overwhelming at first. Going from being a chronic yeah. smoker that's kind of like all the time you keep but a buzz. I, I'm to the point where I,
1: like I'm a grandpa with it now where it's like, oh, I need to hit my vape before I go to sleep. Otherwise, I'm
0: not sleeping. It calms my bones down. Yeah. Uh, AJ loves his edibles. That's, I can't, that's such a commitment.
1: It is a commitment. Such a commitment. Yeah,
0: it's very much the Adderall of weed consumption where you're like, this is going to be an eight-hour thing. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Well, either way, I have about three years left before my behavioral incentive date comes up. So hopefully, uh, one day again, I'll enjoy the benefits of cannabis. But right now, I just want to tell you, to anyone I've told wrestling wasn't painful to, yes, it fucking is. Because it turns out I was just kind of stoned and couldn't tell. I was in, by the end of this tour, I was in so much pain. I had just been bumping so much. Either way, Liverpool was lit. So much fun. Thursday comes around. We've got to get to Dusseldorf, Germany. Uh, We took a train. You came home and you were
1: like, I went to a place that doesn't exist. It's called Dusseldorf. Dusseldorf, (laughs) man.
0: Dusseldorf. It It doesn't exist. Now, we took a train from Liverpool to Manchester. Flew from Manchester to Copenhagen, and I just want to say about the Copenhagen airport. It's the only part of Denmark. It's Denmark, right? Or is it the Netherlands? Is that separate countries? Mm, That's all Europe. Yeah, whatever. Uh, Copenhagen. I have some new stamps on my passport. Love that. The airport was so lit. The food selection, so lit. Candy selection, guess what? I made everyone eat salted licorice, (laughs) and no one... No one liked it. I was like, no, just try. It's like, this is, it's everywhere. Everywhere you look, salted lacrits, which is the salted licorice. And everyone who tasted it was like, what the fuck is wrong with you? And I was like, no, it's so good. I love this. It's very good. I love it. The chocolate is insane. They have weird drinks everywhere. But here's the food I chose. Because I said, I'm, I am I got to go with the traditions here. And also, I like weird meat. We landed and I got two uh, open-faced sandwiches. One of them was raw beef tartare, mushrooms, mustard, and arugula, and I just heaved it down my throat. And the other was pickled herring and beet puree, and I heaved it down my throat, and it was so good. If I could, honestly, if I could eat beef tartare every day with a little quail egg, I'd do it. I love raw meat. You're just looking at me.
1: I I don't have any word. It's it's so good. I'm sure. AJ
0: goes, they can't serve that. And I go, yeah, they can. He goes, no, that's going to make you sick. And I was like, no, they have perfected the way of serving raw meat to where it does not make you sick. And American meat production is disgusting. Yeah. And that's why you can't eat the raw meat here. But over there, it's very organic, grass-fed magic. And they mix a little salt and pepper in there, and you just eat this ground beef that's raw. And I saw it served in Germany as well. Uh, just ground beef, raw on toast, seems to be a common thing. They say that uh, the it's like a Nordic tradition, and it's kind of moved into the Wisconsin-Minnesota territory, mm-hmm. which is a big thing they eat up there, which is just like smeared ground beef on toast. Either way, we also went to one of the coolest places I've ever been, and luckily, we found other people who were asking the same airport employee exactly what we were asking, which is, where is the smoking section? And me and Jordan and uh, Joey Janella went to the Copenhagen Airport smoking section, and it is the coolest place in the world. If you watch the vlog on com on the Patreon, which... One thing, I am going to release a few of these old vlogs, and I think we're going to release a few of the old minisodes of mm-hmm. the show, just to give people a better insight into what they're missing. Because I truly think if you saw how crazy some of these vlogs are, they're not like a vlog like, I love Speedball and Veda. Their vlogs are a little more um, structured. Mine are chaos vlogs. Like, it's just clips and things and what's happening, and no interviews are real. Like, you just get in and ride and there's footage of this Copenhagen smoking section me and Jordan took a picture there with our MDKs up very sick and we finally got back on our next flight and we went to Dusseldorf now from Dusseldorf Jordan got in a car with uh some German guy who is cool and he's like oh I'm here to get Jordan Uh, the rest of you ride trains we're like all right now in Tokyo uh in England in Australia, I can figure out what's going on. Cause there's English options, right? The Germans don't really give a shit whether I'm comfortable there. So for as much as the German language is similar to a lot of English, you just got to kind of guess, uh, we bought tickets at the airport to go from Dusseldorf to Oberhausen where we were staying at. And here's the name of this hotel. Pretty crazy holiday in express. <laughs> uh, and we had to figure out the train system now, I don't want to recommend committing crime, but we all purchased our train ticket and got on the German train and no one checked our train ticket. You didn't have to scan it. You didn't go through a barricade. You just got on the train. And then we had to take a second train called a tram, which is like a train and a bus mixed together. I don't know. People probably know what a tram is. We bought tickets again. And I said, are we stupid for doing this? And no one checked our tram ticket. I think we could have just ridden these buses and trains free of charge. But you know what? We played by the rules. We were fine. We got off at the station and to get to the hotel, you have to walk through a mall. Now here is something that I didn't realize was even more confusing than I could ever imagine, which is they're all like American stores in the mall. Like there's Starbucks and TJ Maxx and like... Uh, Zara.
1: Is there actually a TJ Maxx there?
0: Yes. Weird. and in England it's called TK Maxx because the Welsh language doesn't have the letter J in it. We've been over yeah. this. So, yeah. but they have TJ Maxx in Germany. It might be TK Maxx over there, but there's all these like Americanized stores, but you just are listening and looking around, and no one is speaking English, and it is just fucking confusing. One of the coffee shops I went to though, this was I've never felt more at home or more seen. I said, this is a Starbucks, and I said, hi, sorry, English-only American. And she goes, iced coffee? (laughs) And I just said, yes. (laughs) You knew. It must be just such a common thing of like, everyone's going up and ordering like flat whites and Americanos and lattes and all these European-style coffees that are about two ounces. And I just said, English only American. And she said, iced coffee. And I said, you get me. You fucking get me. And I got two iced coffees. And I just. They've probably
1: dealt with so many Americans with the ice request anyway. Because that's not a thing over there.
0: It's not. No, it's not a thing over there. And they knew. And like I've done a little bit of
1: European travel. When you ask for ice. It's a whole thing. They go,
0: why? Yeah. Also, they don't have refills in Europe. That's why I came, I came back and we went right to a Mexican restaurant when I got home. AJ picked me up from the airport. I said, we have to go to a Mexican restaurant. And I drank four Diet Cokes. And they just kept refilling it. And I was like, thank God for freedom. <laughs> thank God for freedom. Uh, I got tamales. I got enchiladas. And I got unlimited Diet Coke. That's the way it should be, folks. You can't limit me to the one single can. And the can is smaller than an American can. Come on. This is crazy. We get to the hotel, we don't have any shows the first night, so we all hang out, we're outside hanging out. Now, Jimmy Lloyd picked up uh, a European tradition. My grandmother used to do this, and my mom said, if you want to see the baby, you have to stop doing this, and that is snuff. Have you heard of snuff? Yes. The powdered tobacco that you snort up your nose? So we were snorting snuff, and it is minty and fresh, and it really riles you up. And we're outside and we're all hanging out. And Nick Gage makes it there. And this is his return to Germany after 13 years. And Germany is one of the countries that will let him in with no problem. And it's awesome. And a fan comes up named Niklas. And he at first just saw Nick. And he was like, oh, my God, Nick Gage. This is incredible. Will you sign my Run Ricky Run DVD? Which is one of the pay-per-views that we had from GCW like two or three years ago. before Right before COVID happened. I guess three years ago. And then he started noticing we were all out there, and he was like, oh, my God, Jordan Oliver. Oh, my God, Effie. Oh, my God, Dark Sheik. And it was like we were just blowing his mind by appearing. He's like, oh, Jimmy Lloyd. Oh, my God. And then Mance walks out, and he goes, what are y'all doing? And he goes, oh, my God, Mance Warner. And it was just like we blew this dude's mind completely. Uh, by just appearing we all signed his dvd we took a big group picture nick has the picture we all signed it and then he made the guy take a picture of the picture that we signed and then sent it to all of us i'll try to post that on instagram somewhere it's incredible it it made my night it was very nice now we got there kind of late so everything was starting to close so we went to a restaurant all together called the ash now ash can you imagine what this stands for american steakhouse (laughs) perfect yes so we went to germany and went right to the american steakhouse i had a triple decker burger everybody got a bunch of meat uh nick got chicken wings but our champion blake christian ordered the 80 dollar tomahawk steak because he had just gotten a big fat paycheck from somewhere that you can imagine on television and he did feed me a piece of it they know how to make steak over there in germany the meat is so good in germany everywhere you go uh it was not raw it was cooked. I ate it cooked, but it would have been just as good raw. I think it would have been delicious raw. Now, WXW was hosting their tag tournament, uh, in Oberhausen at Turbenden Hall, where they also host the 16 karat gold tournament. Uh, and Bussy was not a part of this tournament, which is fine, because GCW sold more tickets to their shows anyway. And Bussy was featured on those shows. Uh, the first night though we got to be a part of uh kind of a classic a classic GCW match which was Mance and Manders versus Allie and Effie Bussy SGC versus Bussy and commentary made sure to remind people Effie is also in SGC and I told Mance I said Mance I said fuck me up dog cuz I want to I want to go a little nuts tonight and The first spot of the match, which I showed you the video of, where my head is creamed off with a chair, I was pouring blood everywhere. One woman at one point in the match goes, you're bleeding a lot. And I looked up at her and I go, it's fake. (laughs) But this was one of those where like, you know, like sometimes I bleed and it goes down my face. And then sometimes I'm just gushing blood to the point where if you watch the first part of this match where I come into the ring, I can't see. I can't see anything, and I'm just running my spots, doing my moves, covered in blood. The show started at midnight, Peter, which honestly kind of helped when I got back here because midnight in Germany is 6 p.m. here, so by the time we were really done with the shows and back at the hotel, it was like 4.35 in the morning, which is like 11 p.m. here, completely pass out, go to bed, sleep until 3 or 4 in the afternoon. I don't got to be up early. And so then when I got back home, my sleep schedule has been perfect. You have been like up and moving around and doing things. Yeah. Like I woke up this morning and went and got my uh, passport pictures for my Japanese visa. Like 9.30, I'm up. We watched two movies yesterday. Yeah. It was great. It was oh, we're going to awesome. talk about the other movie on the set mm-hmm. because it, everybody is wrong. Everyone is wrong. We watched Charlie Day's directorial debut, Fool's Paradise. Everyone is wrong. That movie is charming, delightful, fun. It's the, Babylon meets Being There. There's a bunch of heart in it. There's heart. Yeah. Oh, the first line. And then all the
1: always sunny cameos were just pitch perfect. I, the entire movie. I didn't movie. even know
0: it was Glenn Howerton. I had no clue. And then you, because I watched it twice. I watched it the night before. I was like, "Hey, the rental's still up," and I was like, "You know what? I'm watching this movie again. This is great." It was Glenn Howerton <laughs> and a fake beard and fake <laughs> yep. hair. Yep. Fantastic. Uh we'll talk about that on the mini weekend at fies.com. and shout out movie john, our other mini for space truckers pre- presented by movie john, moviejohn.com. Check out their Patreon, check out the beautiful uh magazines that they have. The uh the art is beautiful, gorgeous. yeah. I love them. I love them. And I love just them.
1: having like physical stuff. To and look they're not through. too
0: big. Like, you know, sometimes a magazine's yeah. are a little too big. They're a good size magazine for holding and reading.
1: And their uh, fall Halloween edition is coming out, which they are similar to me, where they come alive during spooky season. Um,
0: I feel a good fall ahead, but it is going to be a fall of many obstacles. But you know what? Look at me. Do I look scared? I'm not scared of these obstacles. I'm going to wear you out, ma'am. You want to probate me? Well, get ready to get worn out, babe. Because you're going to get all the information you could ever dream of. I'm going to just fill you with information. I got to call Brett after this to make sure we're on the right page. Because, well, it doesn't matter. Uh, The second night, (laughs) I've got to be careful how I say this match. Because I kept telling Allie what the match actually was. And she was like, you can't say that. We were facing, Bussy was facing a German tag team. uh, Maggot and baby Allison. Which I said, maggot and baby Allison, they're going to be facing someone and grown Allison. (laughs) And I changed the words and uh, in a good connotation, (laughs) I just want to say sorry to both of them because putting together and calling a match with us is insane. We're insane people and we're having side conversations in the middle of the conversations while we're putting things together. We're changing things a hundred times. Thank God they kept it together. They're true professionals. We had a fantastic match with them. I also got to pull my ass out uh, because at one point, baby Allison takes my arm and then jumps and uh, maggot comes in the ring and slaps my ass. And I just pulled my ass out completely, begging for more slaps. And they kicked my knee out because he wasn't going to give them what they wanted. He's going to take it from them. And people thought that was interesting. I don't know. I was over as fucking Germany. I love it. I love showing up in a random country I've never been in before, and people are just lined up. Uh, Nick Gage even said, Nick Gage did not do merch the first night, but he did a meet and greet the second night. And he goes, uh, he goes, only line that came close to mine was the bussy line. And I figured out by day two, because I showed up a little late day one with it being a midnight show, figured out by day two that if I show up early, and be a piece of shit and just stand at my merch table while the other show is going on. I will also sell merch while this is going on, but to see people at 11 PM at night lined up around this giant German building to get in for more wrestling after they've seen three wrestling shows with WXW running a tag tournament and a women's show and all these other shows. uh, It's insane to see like people are down for the game changer shows their insane energy, I'm bleeding everywhere, my ass is out, like, we want to give you the full experience, and that's one of the things the fan Nicholas said the first night, he goes, do you think there will be violence? And I was like, oh, I think there will be violence. Joey and Nick Gage on night one had just this crazy fucking match with thumbtacks and chairs, and it was it was very insane and intense. And afterwards, it was Nick's birthday that day, and we all went to the ring to sing him happy birthday. And I, of course, have been bleeding all night, so I am wearing a towel as a head cover wrap, and just track pants, no shirt, and flip flops. My flip flops were so full of thumbtacks, and I didn't realize till the next day when I went to the mall to get food and I ate curry first that I was like, "Something's poking me." And then I looked at the bottom of my shoes. There is like a hundred thumbtacks in my shoes. As I'm walking through the mall, and I felt more like a Catholic who abuses himself to feel like Christ than ever before. You know, they put the glass in the shoes and they walk on it, like in uh is it Angels and Demons or the Da Vinci Code with Tom Hanks?
1: I don't I I missed the Paul movies. Bettany
0: puts the glass in his shoes and he's like,
1: Oh, I'm suffering like Christ. I just Tom Tom Hanks with the long hair.
0: But you and McGregor in a helicopter as a priest. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not saying the movie is good. I'm saying Ewan McGregor as a priest in a helicopter is Can that good. be its own movie? I wish it was. I wish it was. I had a dream in Europe that I met Ewan McGregor, and I didn't, obviously. But we talked about a lot of stuff. So I don't know if maybe we're connected in some way. But Ewan McGregor, if you're out there, Fargo season three fucking rules. <laughs>
1: Maybe uh, maybe you connected to his character from uh, Dr. Sleep and there's some telepathic oh. shining happening back and
0: forth. Telepathy is pretty hot right now and forever, I think. I think it's a ultimate thing. Uh, now, I was not staying any longer than I had to. Also, shout out Ava Everett and shout out Aaron Rourke. Uh, And shout out Hyann and shout out Nicole Matthews, all of the Americans and Canadians that were over there doing their thing with WXW. Pretty sick to see. And also lovely, I walked right up to Aaron Rourke and I said, I'm so fucking confused. And he goes, why? And I was like, I don't know anything that's going on in this country. I don't understand. None of this makes sense. Also, staying at the hotel with us were about 100 electric cowboy fans who were there for some giant metal festival and I have not listened to this band, Electric Cowboy. And you said they were of a particular ilk, but people are really into Electric Cowboy. Really into Like, them. super fan into Electric Cowboy. Because I kept seeing these metal fans, and I was like, oh, that maybe they're here for the wrestling show. And then Sunday rolls around before I'm going to, I guess the show was Saturday or Sunday. Do you know what the festival was? Uh, No, I don't. I know it was nearby, probably in Dusseldorf. Let's see.
1: Big news on the um, merch cut front, Uh, Live Nation worked a bunch of shit out to where not only are they not taking merch cuts, they're giving everyone like $1,500 for gas and um, food, like per diem travel stuff. Uh, Two of the bigger venues in Atlanta, Tabernacle and Buckhead Theater are... Live nation venues. Uh, mm
0: -hmm. And they
1: are fully participating.
0: Hey, and once again, I know I'm not saying anything new, but if you're going to take merch cuts, we as artists should get to take bar cuts. You want to take some of the merch we sell. We're going to take some of the booze you sell because of our fans being there. I've had bartenders, especially at GCW shows go like we've sold more booze than we sold all week in the first hour. Yeah, And it's like, if we're going to provide these kind of fans for you, you should, you should pay up motherfucker. We want 2%. Uh, so this was, uh, this was a concert at the Rudolf Weber Arena in Oberhausen with many bands playing, and they played a very long set, including a cover of Every Time We Touch, and Hypa Hypa, and Hurricane, and the song Fuckboy, as well as the song Mind Reader. A lot of, a lot of Electric Cowboy songs. I'm going to have to get into it. I'm sure somebody's going to be like, you don't know about Electric Cowboy, and I'm going to have to get into it even more so. So shout out Electric Callboy. It was good to see crossover of wrestling fans and electric callboy fans all around. And uh, shout out WXW and Turban and Hall uh, for having a McDonald's next door because they have really good McDonald's over there. Now why did I eat McDonald's if I'm in Germany and there's German food? Because I don't know what the language is and I can order on one of those uh, touch screens. And they have double Big Macs, and they have Thai chili wraps, and they have one of my favorite things, the curry sauce. McDonald's curry sauce fucking rips, and it's available there. They have hot mustard, and they have curry sauce, both magical things. But I was very happy to leave Sunday morning to come home, to come back to the United States. It had been a 10-day excursion into the German-UK wilderness, and as much fun as I had, I needed a little... Time here, which this week has been wonderful for the most part, besides dealing with the government intervention on my life because of my uh, potential charges, and uh, I leave for Japan very soon. I don't want to, I don't want to jump ahead of myself, but this may be one of the last weeks of brunette effie that we have. Ooh. I've just gotten the prototype image of my new action figure, and in keeping with trying to sell more figures. I'm going to look like the action figure, which was chosen in a time uh, during Effie's big year where I was quite blonde. I saw a picture of myself the other day from that Olive Garden with my internet championship I mm-hmm. won for Matt Cardona. Allie was right. I was, a, I was a bit twinkish. I was a bit small. Someone was even like, you looked real skinny there. I was. I was real skinny there. I was 180 pounds. I'm now 226 pounds as of this morning, which is... A 46-pound increase over 2021. Uh, And I feel healthier than ever. I feel fantastic. My bones feel good. I'm at the gym a lot. I don't feel uh, slow in the ring. I feel very good. I feel competent in my wrestling skill, in my speaking skill, in my entertainment skill. And I was so happy to get to be in front of the Germans for the first time and the English people again. I will be back in England next year. And I'm trying to bring you along. To do some live weekend at Effie's. Uh, I think the live show went extremely well at StarCast. I think it's something that we can keep doing. And I think uh, you should get to see the beautiful city of Liverpool. I would love that. Did you know the Beatles started there and they hated them so much they made them leave? They were like, get out of here, you fucking idiots. This is Liverpool. We don't need your kind here. I don't know if that's true. There's a whole Beatles hotel in Liverpool. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Also, we found a laundromat, and I got to do laundry in the middle of this trip. Nice. Thank fucking God. Having clean clothes halfway through the trip was a miracle. And you know, if there's room for merch, I'm going to put merch in, and I don't bring enough clothing anywhere I go.
1: Well, I mean, if you're bringing enough shirts, you can just
0: wear you just wear them. Ali kept going, stop wearing the bussy shirts. You're You're wasting our merch. I was like, no, we can sell these for more. They stink like me. Come on. Okay, do we have any questions this week? We do have questions. Let's get into the questions. It's so great to be back. I know I rambled a bit at the end, but what a fun time. What a good life. Pitar, I'm happy to be back with us and happy to be with our little puppies. And uh, happy our roommates have not, or our, our house, our next door neighbor mates haven't been here all week. I think they're dead. Yeah, good. Fuck them. They keep leaving trash and shit everywhere. We're over it. We're adults. We are adults, Pitar, and we do not need people who leave shit and trash in the yard. So whatever criminal syndicate group kidnapped and killed them, good for you. (laughs) And I hope they can hear me, and I hope they come home and realize we wish that you would have never come back.
1: Okay, ready for questions? Ready for questions. All right, this is from Drugs Delaney. What was the best worst in Germany?
0: Well... The best verst I had was um, the curry verst, which they cook up the bratwurst, and then they cut it into little slices, and then they cover it in curry. They might slow cook it in the curry, too. But I also had really bomb Lebanese food over there, too. And I'm a big fan of doner with pickles and sweet sauce, so that was also part of my food journey. But curry verst rules. I think I'm just addicted to, like, curry flavorings. Yeah. Uh, You know me. Curries, gingers. We
1: live in the right neighborhood for that. Holy shit. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And also having Thai five right there. Oh, I'm going
1: to be so broke living here. I know.
0: And you're having to stare at it right across the street from you. I have to stare
1: at the, my favorite Thai food in all of Atlanta and also my new favorite store, the Oddities store. It's right there. I want to buy that crucifix
0: so fucking bad. Maybe we just go buy the crucifix. I don't know. Let uh, me get through. Let me see how I do in Japan. Three
1: hundred and fifty is a lot for Christ.
0: Yeah. Well, you know what? Christ gave his life for you, so I think three fifty is a pretty good deal.
1: I think a few vampires have uh, been think... ran through with that. Yeah, thing, it looked real. It looks built looking. for stabbing. Yeah.
0: Which I mean, I'd like to be prepared in the house if we get a vampire.
1: Like we those octopus tentacles in crystal balls are only like $90 we can swing that for sure
0: well I also I, we can get an octopus beak for a pretty cheap too and I think it would make a good matchup for us to have octopus beak necklaces with our crystal ball with octopus tentacles in it I don't know Ooh,
1: weekend support the patreon please. so I can buy octopus tentacles
0: <laughs> please weekend at sign up and learn more and get a lot of cool content
1: Um, Okay, this is from Ryan. I just turned 40 watching Bussy at the Mall of America. I feel the the need for a midlife crisis, but all the traditional ones seem lame to me. Can you suggest a midlife crisis for me?
0: (laughs) What an excellent question. Uh, Happy birthday. I'm glad you were there to see us beat up those clowns at the Mall of America. Uh, I think the best idea for a midlife crisis is always to immerse yourself in a new hobby because it's something that you can spend some of that money on, but it's not going to ruin your life. Like I knew a guy growing up who was friends with my parents and he like turned 40 and started buying a lot of cool model trains and he would even do the like the steam in the trains that would come out, which I think is sick. I think Legos are a great midlife crisis hobby. I
1: think Legos are, because you're kind of fulfilling a childhood promise yeah. to yourself if you were yeah. into Legos when you were a kid. I did recently watch all of Big Little Lies. Oh, yes. And the train
0: set And yeah. that is yeah. incredible. I think Big Little Lies, I'm glad the, you watched that. I didn't that.
1: really recognize the actor who played Laura Dern's husband phenomenal,
0: though. Who is it? Do we know? Can um, we look this up? I have to pull it up. I love Laura Dern. What a powerhouse cast. And also, you know...
1: SARSGARD cock getting <laughs> yeah. hit with a tennis racket. Sarsgaard
0: cock getting attacked. H- SARSGARD hard cock. Yeah. We, listen, any movie, film, TV series that features Sarsgaard hard cock, we're here for. Alright? We are all about it. Good for him. Oh, is it a prosthetic? We don't care. It's called it's called uh, Suspension of Disbelief. Okay. And we don't know. It could have been his real cock.
1: I don't know. That was some full on Laffy Taffy, like pull out. I don't, it looked real, but also like Hollywood magic.
0: We're going to have to go to the gay clubs in Sweden to find out, right? <laughs> Wasn't he hanging out there, yeah. giving him some kisses? Yeah. I saw him kissing one of the Drag Race Europe cast members, <laughs> Vanity Vane, while he was over there. Uh, Jeffrey Nordling. Jeffrey Nordling? Nord- Nordling? We're big fans. We're big fans of you and of Laura Dern. Laura Dern can do no wrong. I'm going to make you watch that uh, Laura Dern movie. No, it's not Laura Dern. Robin Wright movie. I mix Robin Wright and Laura Dern up sometimes. Maybe that's on purpose. Uh, The Congress. I'm going to make you watch that.
1: Okay. Uh, So uh, trains. Trains is what we landed on. Trains and Legos. Model trains. You just don't do the Corvette, fuck your secretary thing.
0: Yeah, don't do that. That's, That's so boring. Also, I highly suggest like visiting a bunch of amusement parks. That seems to be the Matt Cardona midlife crisis, because he will go to any amusement park. He's been in Japan all week, and I saw him at the Universal Studios there. He got to go to Super Mario World, the original, in Tokyo, and it made me very jealous. I don't think I'm going to have a lot of tourist time in my next Tokyo trip, uh, because I think we're doing either... I, I don't know if I'm supposed to reveal the third show, but I think we're doing three shows. Mm. So I think it's going to be like, get there, do three shows, go back, yeah. do Los Angeles, do Atlanta, yeah. go to bed.
1: Um, from a astrological point of view, uh, Midlife Crisis uh, is a Uranus opposition. Um, it basically, Uranus is the planet of randomness. And so with midlife crises, you kind of can't stop them from happening. It's just something that will randomly erupt in your life. So the best thing you can do is kind of control, like, what random shit am I going to be involved in? Instead of just like, ooh, there's a bunch of stuff happening, you can decide to... Tone it back a little bit. I do want
0: to say as a warning that they have done studies that cocaine has bad effects on the male brain after the age of 40, like very awful effects. So don't pick drugs as your midlife crisis, because the older you get and as you enter that middle age, uh, these drugs are very, very negative on your brain. So try to stay away from that. Trains, much healthier option. Trains. We co-signed trains. We took Nick Gage to the Haribo store. I didn't even bring that up on the show. That, I think that's gummies. sort of his midlife. Gummies are great. He just turned 43, yeah. and he loves Haribo gummies, and he was in heaven at the Haribo store. I love that. I just kept buying him bags of gummy bears. They're were like a, they a euro each in the, in the Haribo store. They're so cheap. So I just kept picking him out gummies, and fans kept bringing him gummies. He was loving it.
1: Um, okay, this is from Heather. Just tell me about the sausages.
0: They're great. The sausages are fantastic. They're very hearty sausages. Even in the gas stations, they serve like, you know, like you can buy like Slim Jims at our gas stations. These are like in a window, like fresh link sausages, like with the skin still attached, hanging. And you just pick out your sausages. So it's like 4.30 in the morning, and I'd just be like, I'll take four sausages, dried meat. And Allie's like, are they even cooked? I was like, they're cured. They're cured meats. You can eat them. You can have them right now. And uh, I'd get that with some sweets. I had some strawberry yogurt chocolate with my with my worst, and it was fantastic. We love the sausages. I want to go back to Germany for sausages and I want to they probably have a German restaurant in town that will give me some kraut and some meat. Oh 100%. And some crusty bread. Yeah
1: yeah yeah. I think we'll find uh, that. General Mir is a fantastic oh, jelly that They have good leans. poutine
0: too at the general mirror.
1: I always get the, the matzo
0: ball soup. Ooh, good matzo ball. Mm -hmm. The Goldberg's has good matzo ball too. Yeah. I haven't had it from general
1: mirror. They're a little expensive, but it's, uh,
0: the best things in life are. It was
1: part of my COVID recovery. Thank you for Rick for um, very kindly was like, hey, I know you're like down right now. I'm gonna send you money for food and I oh, got General
0: Mere. Yeah, that's so sweet.
1: Um, just thank you, Rick. Yeah, just the sweetest human being. And he also recommended the brace that I have on my yeah. So and I and got us
0: the best coffee in the world. I have.
1: COVID-triggered
0: arthritis now, which is really fun. Oh, God.
1: Um, But we are making the best of it, and it seems to be moving and shifting, and hopefully we will leave my body here in like a month.
0: Not to discount, but I do think it's better than having like the mental fog covid that has reaction. gone away thankfully okay.
1: today i woke up and i've been very aggressive and in my interactions with human beings which lets you're back. Me know that i'm back
0: we're back baby uh, well, good i'm glad you're feeling a little bit Parting
1: better. for me at kroger this morning when i was just moving around as they should thing. so we're on the men for sure um get get another covid booster because this one sucks uh, okay this is from Brittany. Effie and Pitar, if applies. I can't believe I haven't asked this. When being a fan of Elton John is the reason I am a fan of yours and now wrestling, what is your favorite song slash album?
0: Wow. Um,
1: I'm a, what is it, the Dirt Cowboy?
0: Yeah, Mr. Fantastic and the Brown Dirt Cowboy. Mm -hmm. Uh, Madman Across the Water, fantastic. Uh, I think my favorite song still is... uh, Let me, now I'm going to, I'm a real big Daniel fan. Um, I'm a big Mona Lisa's and Mad Hatter's fan. Uh, But uh, I guess that's why they call it the blues, one of my favorites to sing. Like if I was going to do a a karaoke Elton John, that would probably be top of the list. Um, Sorry seems to be the hardest word. Let me tell you something. The Mary J. Blige cover of that, really good. Uh, Let me do, I'm going to do a quick pace look because I don't want to leave anything out that's worthy of it I do want to say I have been feeling a lot more evil lately and I don't want to prelude anything too quickly I'm still standing is always great but not probably not my like top you know it's probably not the bitch's back obviously fantastic Benny and the Jets when I saw that song live um I'm pretty sure I could smell the secretions of old women and it was pretty intent uh Sorry seems to be the hardest word. Pretty good song. Um where is this? I'm looking for one in particular.
1: Um you're a uh what are they called? Um uh walking on a dream. Who is that? Uh um Empire of the
0: Sun. Empire of the Sun,
1: okay, yes. so Empire of the Sun is walking actually on a dream. They're a super group combined with, like, Euro artists, Australian artists that, like, most Americans are not familiar with. They're only familiar with Empire of the Sun. Right. Um, but the, one of the groups who is one half of Empire of the Sun, it's Pinu, which is P-N-A-U, Um they did a collab album where they did all the music and Elton John did all the oh, vocals okay. on it. Okay, uh, It's called Good Morning to the Night, and it's one of my favorite I'm gonna have to get that into this done now. recently. It rules.
0: Uh, I just realized I left one off the list, which is um, Someone Save My Life Tonight, which doesn't even hit peak until like five and a half minutes into the song. Mm-hmm. And it's so good, and it's so intense, and I'll blare it every time it comes on. What a fantastic song. I don't know. There's so many good Elton songs, and he seems oh, that, to be living his best life. I'm a big Lion King fan. Oh, yeah. yeah. We'll circle life. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Fantastic.
1: But also, can you feel yeah. The, the Yeah. Makes me cry every time. Oh, my
0: gosh. So you can feel the love tonight, is I what can you're feel the love tonight. Fantastic. I listened to a Bernie Taupin interview the other day and he seems to be real relaxed compared to Elton's grandiosity you know he wrote a lot of the the lyrics for Elton and Elton would just be like no I just wrote the song it took me 2 minutes <laughs> uh, candle in the wind big candle in the wind fan i remember being in elementary school and i was in chorus and we definitely had a gay chorus teacher named mr sax and he uh, one of the first songs he picked was to have us sing candle in the wind i must have been like 6 or 7 and i remember that uh, I think he, I think he, I was like, no, nah, something's up with this guy. And I think I, I think I had the same thing up with me. <laughs> <laughs> like a candle in the wheel.
1: Okay. This is from Julie. Uh, Cassandra, the movie just dropped on prime. Have you watched it yet? Do you have any thoughts on it? I don't think the podcast was happening yet when Cassandra was on big gay brunch. So perhaps like Cassandra story from Effie. If you guys haven't watched it,
0: I have not watched it yet. And uh, shout out to Cassandro, who has had some health troubles in the last few years and has survived a stroke and is making a miraculous recovery, but now has this movie coming out with Gail Garcia Bernal and Bad Bunny, who shares his first movie kiss with Gail Garcia Bernal.
1: Ooh. Yeah.
0: And you know, I read an interview with Bad Bunny about how he was like, they were like, oh, do you think you're queer baiting? And he was like, no, like, queer people are awesome. Their culture is beautiful. I want to support them all. They've given me so much. Like, I love the community. Let people talk shit about me. He's like, they're going to talk shit about me whether I am gay or whether I act gay. So let them think what they want to think. And I just thought that was so I badass. I've not seen the movie yet. I know I'm going to cry through the whole thing. I did read a review that there was a snapmare in it. But I do have the best Cassandra story of all time, which is the first Big gay brunch that Cassandra was on against Sunny Kiss, uh, which was a fantastic match. You should go back and watch it. Uh, I didn't know really what I was doing. And I invited AJ to come to Indianapolis to come to the Big A brunch. And Perro's husband, Morgan, was there as well. And both of them are not big wrestling fans. They're at a lot of wrestling things, not big wrestling fans. Well, AJ showed up and <laughs> he missed the brunch. He just <laughs> he didn't get there in time, missed the whole show. And I had more shows that day. So I was like, well, just hang out here. And so him and Morgan got a bottle of champagne And then I go backstage after my match after Big A Brunch, and Cassandra, AJ, and Morgan are just sitting and drinking champagne together. And, you know, Cassandra's real name is Saul. And so, I was like, are you guys good? I was like, oh, have you met each other? This is my partner. and And he goes, yeah, we know Saul. Saul's been drinking with us all morning. Saul is crazy. Saul likes to have fun. Uh, so AJ, without knowing any history or who this was, any history or who this was, uh, was just drinking champagne with the legendary Cassandra as uh, as the shows were rolling on for the Indianapolis Collective after the kind of the first show during COVID that was a big deal. We just had a little a mishap and we're dealing with it now. But I think that you will enjoy this Cassandra story. It's all good. Sorry, baby. You okay, baby? You okay, Lucy? Oh, baby. I'm very excited to watch the Cassandra movie. I have to be in the right headspace to do it. Yeah. It I know seems it's going like to fuck me up. Yeah. I think it will be glorious. I think it will be lots of overcoming, but I think it will also fuck me up. This couch has really kept in pretty good condition, honestly. I'm glad we keep it covered. Mm-hmm. I had it steam cleaned that one time, and AJ wanted to get rid of it. And... I think we've got a good couch on our couch. Oh, hands. this couch is great. This is it's great. It's big. It's fluffy. You can lay on it. You, you can, can puke sleep. on it. You can puke on it. <laughs> you can sleep on it. I've had some of the best sleeps of my life on this couch.
1: I the, the only way I survived that COVID bout was on this couch. And you
0: got a great view of the TV. Yeah. It, listen, yeah. this is our couch, and we love our couch. Uh, there I are w- many like it, but this one is mine. I watched all of the Oceans movies. <laughs> oh, yeah, you did. And you made the comment about... Ocean's eight was not filmed on film and the rest of them were filmed on film and you could really feel
1: it. All right. The reason that movie looks like shit is because it's, so every actor in that movie has their own stipulations about what lighting works for them and what lighting doesn't down to where it is in their contract where I need to be lit in this this particular way. So the whole movie is flat because they lit everything flat. And then went in and redid the lighting like post, digitally, which is what a lot of movies these days. You're saying all these with. actresses
0: have required lightings for
1: how they but are. But like, I get it. I, I get, get it. it. I totally understand why that, like.
0: But I didn't even know this was a thing you could ask for.
1: <laughs> it's definitely a thing you can. Wow. ask for. Um, and so that's why it just kind of looks like flat and looks like shit because they had production requirements on the whole thing.
0: So I shouldn't blame Sandra Bullock, but I shouldn't not blame Sandra Bullock. You should Bullock.
1: blame everyone that's in that movie. Okay, just global... is Nicole Kidman in that movie? I didn't get that far.
0: Oh, I know there's a lot of people in that movie. Yeah, Aquafina's in that movie. I'm sure she is. <laughs> I'm sure she is. Uh, but let's go back to Danny Ocean, right? He's the real one. He's the real one. He's the. Then this is where where Brad Pitt
1: figured out if I just eat in every scene. It works. It works. Uh, and also, your beloved Julia this Roberts. This is where I
0: figured out again, I'm very anti Julia Roberts. I will always be against Julia Roberts. Fuck Julia Roberts. She only knows how to play one character, which is Julia Roberts. And then she leans into it and, then she, and makes fun of it by yep. playing Julia woman Roberts. who looks like Julia Roberts yeah. playing Julia Roberts yeah. as Julia Roberts. Fuck okay. off.
1: To be fair, though, they do make the joke of, yeah, you don't look as good as her, which I think is a very funny thing to do to Julia Roberts is be like, yeah, you kind of look like her, but also you look like shit. The
0: whole Roberts family is on notice right now. Between oh, what was said yes about Miss Emma Roberts oh my God. being completely shit, shit bird transphobic and Julia Roberts just being a piece of shit. Fuck Julia Roberts. Eat, pray, love my dick off, you piece of shit. Sorry, I really don't like Julia Roberts.
1: <laughs> okay, this is from Bloody Riot. Hi, Effie and Peter. Being over in Germany, is there anything you noticed about that culture that you wish was a part of American culture?
0: I noticed something I didn't want to be a part of American culture, which is everyone over there dresses like it's 2002 and not in the like cute throwback way, like in the weird denim spike hair, Oakley sunglasses way.
1: Are they still wearing uh man capris?
0: No, not as much, okay. but they're wearing those really bad, like buckle denims to okay. everywhere. And like Hollister is really big there right now, which is very weird. <laughs> like passing a German Hollister is... Bizarre. And then you see like a 42 year old dad with highlight spiked hair and a Hollister over a Hollister shirt. You're just like, something's up here. And I do think that they can tell immediately that I'm American. Cause people would just stare at you, uh, which I'm fine with. Like I'm stared at quite often. It's part of the job of being a public person, but it did seem like they were a little confused at how high fashion I was in my high fashion. I don't know. I don't want to bring anything German over here. I love the German people. I had so much fun in Germany I what a great time. I'm going to help y'all dress better. I'm going to help y'all.
1: Okay. This is our last question. This is from Emily thoughts on the Saw
0: franchise. Uh, <laughs> my partner is much more interested in the Saw franchise than I am, but I've seen every saw movie. And I also like, sometimes I have these moments where like, I can tell I like movies too much. Cause I was like, saw spiral was not good with Chris rock. And I was like, I thought it was fine. I thought it was good. You need to go back and rewatch that movie. Was it not it's good? so
1: bad. Oh. they They compensated for the badness of the movie where they're just like, hey, Chris Rock, say 20 F-words in every sentence.
0: Well, I might watch it again. But I've, I've quite enjoyed the Saw franchise. I don't think any of them touch the grittiness of the first one, even with all the blood. But I do like that there's always like a little moral lesson in there and a little story about, like, here's why you're being punished and here's what you could have done better. And, like, you could have survived if you worked together. I like that kind of stuff. But also, um, I I think the new Saw X movie is going to piss me off a little bit. Yeah. But I'm excited to see it.
1: Well, it's supposed to be in between one and two, I
0: believe. Yeah. But retconning things doesn't ever really work no. that well. It's very much like the Star Wars fandom figuring out what's going on with this Oscar show and like trying to retcon certain things. And then Hayden Christensen shows up. And, you know, if I wish it was Hayden Christensen, but it was the version that still did pod racing. And maybe she could visit him there. Yeah. So I don't know. Retconning always gives me weird. Um I saw the trailer again for saw X and it looked pretty exciting, but also like, I'm very good at watching trailers in the sense that I can tell, like, I think this movie is going to be smaller in scope than I imagine it is. Cause it does seem like it's all kind of a one room. Usually there's like multi rooms and different things. And then the cops, but it does seem like it's kind of a smaller story here of like, here's a group of people that didn't do what they were supposed to. I'm going to punish them now. And I don't know. Horror franchises have this bad, Habit of just keeping going. Like they were just talking about doing a Halloween TV show. They're selling off the rights to it, and somebody was like, "Please make it stop." And it's it's hard to turn okay. down money. I'm
1: gonna defend because oh. a a twenty four is currently leading the bidding war for all the Halloween stuff. And the like John Carpenter's original plan with Halloween was for it to be an anthology series where Michael Myers would not continue on past the first movie. The next movie, Halloween Two would have been here's some other fucked up shit that happens on Halloween and then the series would have progressed through kind of like Halloween
0: three season of the witch.
1: Yes. Which I know is not everyone's favorite Halloween. But it's more
0: in line with what John Carpenter was following is what you're saying. John
1: Carpenter is the motherfucker. Like he is the best when it comes to this shit. And just the soundtrack. Just let him oh my God. So good. Right? I need I need the retirement john carpenter movie to happen i really need him to make is he, that
0: is he is he he's
1: just he just wants to watch basketball and play xbox
0: i don't blame him he's like 100 years old he's his
1: twitter is really fun because it's him live tweeting basketball games for the most part and then like
0: here's master another soundtrack horror. master of horror john carpenter talks about the nba <laughs> There's all these interviews with him where they go, "How do you feel about
1: you know when they remake your when they remake your shit?" And he goes, "It's great. I open my hand and
0: they drop a check and then I go home." We like that spirit. That's why we're trying to franchise Effie. <laughs> Please. Oh, uh, you didn't talk about your clone. Oh my God, Tristan Archer, who was originally in the Cruiserweight Classic in the U.S. and people saw him and they were kind of like kind of look like him and i don't even think the picture did the best job of capturing how much we look alike because we look eerily similar in the right lighting and we're both very handsome and cool and thank god i put on a little muscle so he wasn't french he's french Uh, what's
1: what's your uh european ethnic background
0: um i am irish scottish german okay so my mother's side is german and my father's side is Irish-Scottish. At the dinner table one time, they were all talking about their family history with my mom's side of the family. And they were like, Billy, what about your side of the family? And he goes, well, there was too many prisoners, so they sent us over here. (laughs) And that was his explanation of how we got from Scotland and Ireland to the United States, which I think makes sense. Uh, Gibson, obviously, a pretty Irish name. But yeah, I've got a little Creole-German in me. Uh, The Cule family, on my mother's side, came over and uh, ran a tugboat business... Ran a tugboat business in New Orleans and uh, mixed up with a little bit of Creole. So I've got I've got a little American Creole in there and then uh, a lot of German and Irish and Scottish. So really, you know, I was checking with my family. Mm-hmm. And listen, I speak in a lot of nonsense, too. So I think I fit right in with the Germans because all those words are made up. Eine kleine Nachtmusik. That means a little night music. I learned that from Beethoven. <laughs> I think Beethoven. I don't know. <laughs> the dog? Well, yeah. well he was a dog composer. <laughs> he was a virtuoso. This is true. He was a virtuoso dog composer. <laughs> All right. I think we. I love Tristan Archer. We look both very handsome, and I'm glad I forced that picture. I was mad because I didn't think we looked as alike in the pictures we thought, but people obviously saw some similarities in mm-hmm. how we looked. I'm sure I forgot a lot of things that I'll bring up later. It was a long trip. You know, it's hard to remember everything. I don't keep notes. I just sh- sit down and start rambling. So, that's what this podcast will be and what it should be. Should be just a rambled spill of information that I forget about and then I'm reminded when the TikTok clips come up of the harsh things I've said about my coworkers. <laughs> <laughs> He's not your coworker. He's a world-famous superstar. Well, why can't he keep a job?